0: I'm Andy Otto, it's the 12th of September, and this is ThoughtPress. It's been four years since the September 11th terrorist attacks on the United States. Disaster, both natural and man-made, has surrounded our thoughts for the past couple weeks. We first take a moment to hear the voices of victims and rescue workers of the Hurricane Katrina relief efforts. The work continues as gravel is being brought in to repair the levees, and health officials try to find places for people to go for medical help. For the rescue workers, a refuge away from it all can help. We also hear gripping stories from New Yorkers about the life-changing events on September 11th and how our world is four years later.
1: I think it makes particularly New Yorkers think a little bit before doing something. There's that little hesitancy and that thought of what if that wasn't there before.
0: We ask for your feedback and stories. It's a tough world we're living in and we try to bring it all together next on this thoughtpress. I'm Andy Otto. Welcome to this Thought Press where it's news plus more and where you may find something you never knew you cared about. We bring things all together. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is important. You can let us know what you think anytime by emailing us at thoughtpress at gmail.com. You can call our listener line too at 206-33 think. That's 206-338-4465. For those who are listening through iTunes or an iPod, you're now listening to an enhanced podcast. That means this podcast is divided into segments or sections. You can skip ahead to the next story on your iPod anytime by hitting Next. Or in iTunes 4.9, you'll find a much better experience. As the podcast plays, relevant images and links will appear in the Album Art box on the bottom left of your player window. You may also skip sections of this podcast via a new bookmark pull-down with selections for each section. No need to just listen anymore. You can watch and interact. Tell us how you like this, or if you have any difficulty, our information again at the end of the show. It's been four years since the September 11th terrorist attacks on the United States. We'll be bringing you stories and memories of the day in a moment, but we first look at the continuing rescue efforts in the South where Hurricane Katrina hit about a week ago. Hundreds of millions of dollars in private aid have been donated to the relief effort through national organizations including the American Red Cross. But in Baton Rouge, one organization is making a difference in other ways. The Set Free Indeed Drug Treatment Center usually houses recovering drug abusers, but now it's holding hundreds of hurricane relief workers. Tanya Miles runs the center.
2: Exactly. I mean, not only that, but we provide counseling for them as well. We have a staff of licensed counselors, because a lot of them, they, they say it's just like being in the war, war zone out there. So we want to make sure that this place is as therapeutic as it, as it can be.
0: Some of these workers spent the day searching rubble or looking into the attics of houses for survivors. Some of the attics, they said, held dead bodies. The work is certainly difficult, but the shelter acts as a refuge for them. Aaron Seal is a volunteer.
2: Where you know, people have stepped up to the plate with like, to these industrial-sized freezers to keep the ice cold for the guys, and we were not prepared. The first day we were feeding people just out of the, we went bought food and we feeding the refugees. Since then, people have stepped up and donated things, but it's been it's been everything's been provided as needed.
0: The chefs among the group help out with the cooking. Don Johnson is a student chef from Minneapolis.
2: They're so exhausted and they're getting so little sleep, and they're working twelve-hour shifts. And it's an hour to where they want to be, and an hour to come back, and. They're doing stuff that's hard and heartbreaking, and so, you yeah, know, this is just a little something.
0: As for the evacuees, some are staying in hotels. Lionel Hall is staying with his family in Baton Rouge, and thankfully, he didn't lose any loved ones.
2: Uh, we have clean towels, clean sheets every morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're doing fine. We they do have to bring our piss.
0: What's good, however, he says, is how the disaster has brought people together.
2: Yeah, we meet a lot of people from different parts of the city. You know, I have met some folks from Kenner, Air, uh Plaquemine Parish, St. Bernard Parish. And you'll be amazed because it's not the color of your skin. You know, it's in your heart now that will count. And so for everybody that been putting the But when, when, when they rebuild New Orleans, we will be back.
0: The aftermath of Katrina, however, has put lots of pressure on hospitals. They're at capacity, and the government is trying to find places for people to go for care. Dr. Fred Cerise is the secretary for the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals. Our priority
2: now is essentially reestablishing a medical system for a million people that have been displaced from the uh, New Orleans area. These are people that um, have had chronic diseases and um, or the physical, mental uh, diseases, disabilities, those types of things that were all plugged into health care systems, delivery systems in that area that don't exist anymore
0: and because of sewage and stagnant water, they're also helping with the environmental effort.
2: We actually have a uh, team, a large team uh, here from the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta um, that is coming down to help us uh, with our environmental assessment. Uh, Even though the water may be be running, you've had stagnant water, it can be contaminated.
0: Dr. Cerise is heartened by the support from around the world.
2: These are our families, these are our neighbors. We're expected to, to, to work and take care of them. But for people around the world to come in and, and, and to have the outpouring of help and offer for help that we're seeing, is just an incredible endorsement for mankind.
0: In a Red Cross shelter, Mickey and Minnie stopped by with Goofy and Pluto to visit some of the Katrina victims. Voices rung out when the children saw their favorite Disney characters as they ran to give them hugs. Disney is known for their care for children and families. A week ago, they donated $2.5 million to the Hurricane Relief Fund. Your donations may be made through our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. Call 1-800-HELP-NOW or go to redcross.org.
3: Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts.
0: Four years ago, people from around the world were shocked with the September 11th terrorist attacks. That was the footage shot of the first plane hitting the World Trade Center. It's a frightening and horrible reminder of everything we felt that day. This year, on the fourth anniversary of the attacks, President Bush attended a memorial church service near the White House and observed a moment of silence at 8.46 a.m. on Sunday. President Bush says Americans have responded to help with the victims of Hurricane Katrina with the same spirit of unity that evolved after the 2001 terrorist attacks. Right now, Maura Jane Farrelly brings us the voices from New Yorkers who share their stories of that fateful day and what our world is like four years later.
4: Four years ago today, millions of people watched with horror as the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City burned and then collapsed. For many who lost loved ones on that day, the emotional wounds are as raw today as they were four years ago. But what about people who didn't lose anyone close to them? We recently sat down with three New Yorkers to talk about remembering and moving on. Maura Davenport is a doctor at New York's Bellevue Hospital. On September 11, 2001, she was in her second year of a residency program in emergency medicine.
1: That was a very frustrating experience because... Uh, each hospital has a disaster protocol and the emergency department was filled with physicians, nurses, techs,
4: everybody wanting to do something and just having nothing to do. Leo Eisenstein is a 12th grader at the Ethical Culture Fieldston School. September 11, 2001 was his first day of high school, an important milestone in any American teenager's life.
5: So I was 13 and uh, I was in trumpet class actually and we had no idea because the classes class is in a sort of secluded part of the building and so the rest of the school had been brought into assembly and we were sort of forgotten about.
4: Michael Powell plays trombone for the American Brass Quintet in New York. On September 11, 2002, he was in Central Park playing in the memorial concert that was held to mark the first anniversary of that tragic day.
3: It was a beautiful evening um, Park was absolutely packed, and and it was it was just a, a very good evening of, of remembrance. You know, m- music is very powerful stuff, and it's it's a great unifier. And um, I think that it, it, at times in human history, when it's kind of hard to come up with the correct words, that's when music is really handy.
4: Mora, Leo, and Michael don't know anyone who died or was even injured on September eleventh, two 2001. They didn't lose their jobs and they weren't forced to leave their homes because of debris or toxic fumes. But they all say their lives changed forever on that day.
1: I think it makes particularly New Yorkers think a little bit before doing something, whereas before you would never think twice about taking the subway here or going to this event or going to this country. But you definitely, there's that little hesitancy and that thought of what if that wasn't there before.
5: I think it made me realize that just because I live in New York and just because I go to a, a good high school and I live on the Upper West Side and just because I live in the U.S. doesn't mean that I'm invincible. doesn't mean that this country's invincible. Every time I go to the airport,
3: every time I take the train, every time I look up and see a, a camera that wasn't there before, every time I see, um, what do they call it, Hercules squad uh, zooming through New York in their, in their black vehicles, yeah, Things, things are not the same now.
4: A couple of years after the terrorist attacks, Maura Davenport was offered a job at a hospital in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, about 650 kilometers west of New York. She took it and seriously considered never returning to the city where the Twin Towers once stood, except that her nieces and her sister are here. And so she moved back to New York two months ago.
1: For my nieces right now, they're so young and so innocent that I don't think they would really understand what September 11th was. But I i think they should know, and I think that they will be exposed to it. And I think little things in their lives will also make them wonder what exactly happened on September 11th, 2001, you know, seeing the military officers on the subway system, seeing the bomb-sniffing dogs on the subway, seeing the bag searches on the subway.
4: The first summer after September 11th, Leo Eisenstein attended a camp called Seeds of Peace. Teenagers from around the world travel to this camp in the state of Maine to learn about one another and develop an understanding of the issues that affect people's lives. Leo's been attending the camp every year ever since.
5: This past summer I was at Seeds of Peace again and I was there when the London bombings occurred. And there is this really, really blatant disconnect between how Americans and also kids who live in London reacted to the bombings and how kids from the rest of the world reacted to the bombing is because for us it was something so shocking and, and scary and for a lot of other people in the world I think it's become sort of tragically commonplace.
4: On the first, second, and third anniversaries of the terrorist attacks, Michael Powell was very busy playing in memorial concerts around New York. First in Manhattan, the next year in Brooklyn, and last year in Queens.
3: This year my date book is empty. I think perhaps people are you know, while they're remembering September 11th, and I, I certainly am, everybody around here, I think that there may be other things on their mind now. Now the country is totally preoccupied by the big disaster uh, along the Gulf Coast. So um, I, I think that our attention is, is there are several things vying for our attention.
4: Americans, Michael Powell says, have started to move on. This fourth anniversary is going to be just another workday for Maura Davenport. Michael Powell will be practicing with the other members of his quintet for a concert they'll be performing in Connecticut at the end of the month. And Leo Eisenstein plans to hang out with some friends. Perhaps they'll go to the Big Apple Arts Fair, or the Third Avenue Street Fair, or the Fordham Road Renaissance Festival. All three celebrations are taking place in New York on September 11th. Still, these New Yorkers say they will be taking a moment to remember and reflect. And when asked... They all said they could not imagine a year when September 11th comes and goes, and they don't find themselves harking back to the tragic events of that day in 2001. I'm Maura Farrelly.
0: For September 11th the tribute video and audio, head to our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com, and view the links under this podcast posting. I'm Andy Otto, and you've just been listening to ThoughtPress. You may follow up with links or stories mentioned on this program through our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. If you have suggestions or comments who would like to be heard on ThoughtPress, call us at 206-33-THINK or email thoughtpress at gmail.com. Our number again is 206-338-4465. Our audio is hosted by archive.org and select content is provided by Voice of America. Don't forget to visit our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. Thanks.